This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey folks, host Matthew here, and we're doing a live show in Portland, Oregon on May 18th, and we are joined by Look Inside This Book Club, which is also a show hosted by me, I will warn you. We're at the Fun House Lounge in Southeast Portland, and you can get tickets right now by going to bit.ly slash milkpdx. That's bit.ly slash milkpdx. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products or services, or a blog, ding, ding, to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move into a reality. What if I wanted to do all three of those things on the same website? Squarespace will allow you to do it, and they'll give you a free domain while you're at it. Nice. So to start your free trial, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase, plus that free domain name with the purchase of an annual plan. That's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. I'm Molly, and Matthew's chewing, and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something Mm. delicious, eat it all, and Matthew keeps chewing. Mmm. But... This isn't fair. You, I've been entrapped because you were chewing. You you ate all of yours and then started the show knowing that I know I, I, I like pounded my food. I this is classic entrapment. I am uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and I'm trapped <laughs> in some uh, lasers. You know that? No, I haven't seen the movie. I just remember the trailer that that there were lasers. Okay, cool. Well, this episode is about bolognese, also known as bolognese, also known as bolognese. Also known as spaggy bowl. This really? Is, yeah. This is a, a... I thought that was just spag bowl. I think it's both. Or, so I, I recently took a, I recently did a food swap at the pantry where you go and spend like four hours cooking like five dishes with a whole bunch of other people and then you get to take home all the, all that food at the end. Wow. I. It's really cool. But anyway, we made a pork and fennel bolognese, and the woman who was leading the class kept referring to it as bolo. And I was like, I don't, oh. th- I don't think I'm down with that. But then you said it when you came over. Well, I know. <laughs> I know, because I was just trying it out, you know? Sure. But yeah. I know a bolo is a tie, people. It's not a sauce. Um, okay. <laughs> Way to take a stand, I guess. <laughs> anyway, wh- what do you call it? Is, is a bolo tie the one that has like 
strings? Yeah, strings okay. and like a little like, it's like thing a in the middle. Western thing? Yeah, yeah like a Southwestern mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. What do I call it? I call it Bolognese. Yeah, I think I call it Bolognese too. Um, because that's yeah, because I'm super Italian, I guess. Yeah, me too. Can you tell? Bolognese. I can tell. Whenever I try to say anything in Spanish, it comes out like with a weird like Italian American accent. Whenever I try to say anything, I'm standing like, outside your window dias. with a boombox blasting um, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying Buenos dias. <laughs> okay, wait. Say Ioni Sky with your Italian Spanish accent. Ioni Sky. Oh, all right, I'll go out with you. <laughs> Or whatever. Because she's the cheese and I'm the macaroni. So why all the fuss? Why all the fight? Because... I don't remember the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Listen to the shit. Because both of them is bony. Gotta do it like this, like Chachi Choni or something. Because she's the cheese and I'm the macaroni. I, I think all of the surviving Beastie Boys listen to this show and they're very upset right now. They are. Okay, great. All right, let's get on with it. I got a little horsey named Paul Revere. <laughs> Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Oh, that funky monkey. Um, so we're, yeah, so clearly I'm chewing. Um, I have a little bit of sauce in my throat that I'm going to cough up any minute now. Cool. Just don't cough it on me, okay? I've done that before, right? You have. It was disgusting. <laughs> okay. Uh, it says here on the agenda that you wanted to mention something about the Oklahoma State meal. I thought that was my job to talk about the Oklahoma State meal in general. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. Okay. Um, I'm glad you brought this up, Molly. Uh, as you as you know, a few weeks ago, we did a live show at Mohai in Seattle in which, uh, for reasons I don't remember, Molly was talking about the Oklahoma State meal. What did you do? You remember what you said about it? What you remember being part of the Oklahoma State meal? Well, the Oklahoma State meal involves I think it involves corn. It involves um, chicken fried steak and gravy. I think it may also have mashed potatoes, maybe. Okay, so I looked, actually, my wife, Lori, uh, wife of the show, looked this up uh, afterwards, and it's so much more than you can possibly imagine. It's a lot of food, as I recall. There are two different types of meat, right? Two different, like, proteins. Uh, I'm reading from the Oklahoma Historical Society, Collect, Preserve, Share. Oh, I know why it was. I was talking about the scissor tail flycatcher. (laughs) Which is still funny. Um, Which is the Oklahoma State bird. Right, which is not part of the meal. But probably when you make the meal, it just swoops in symbolically. Yes. Go on. I inhaled sauce. This is going to be bad. This is going to be so bad. Oklahoma's official state meal became one of the state emblems by virtue of House Concurrent Resolution 1083, approved in 1988 by the 41st legislature. Were, were you in Oklahoma City still in 1988? <laughs> I was. I was. Okay. Do you I remember this? I was nine this? or ten years old. I don't remember this. Here's the meal: barbecued pork, chicken fried steak, sausage with biscuits and gravy, okra, squash, grits, corn, black-eyed peas, cornbread strawberries and pecan pie. Oh, I thought pecan pie was a part of it. Um, that is not a meal. No, that <laughs> that's is, a buffet. That's a buffet. Do you think the Oklahoma State meal is the leading cause of death in the state of Oklahoma? <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure it is. Man, swallow, scissor, scissor-tailed fly scissor-tailed swallower? Fly, <laughs> fly swallower, no. Scissor-tailed fly catcher. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really all I've got about the Oklahoma State meal. I was just so impressed at the bulk. 
Yeah, it that's the the them's my people. Yep. Yeah. So we want to talk about uh, bolognese sauce. Let's do. Let's okay. go down memory lane. Um, I don't think I ate this as a kid. I definitely did not eat this as a kid. And I think I I really first came to understand bolognese through um, through eating it at Spinace. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they they call it ragu. I don't. And yeah, it's, it's ragu bolognese because ragu just means sauce, right? Yeah. But anyway, they just call it ragu. Um, but anyway, um, that was the first time that I really had it and that I really understood it as a sauce of basically like tiny nubs of meat uh, coating pasta and not a tomato sauce. Yeah, I was surprised when I ordered it there and it wasn't ragu thick and hearty from a jar. Yeah, me too. Me but too. it was. It is thick and hearty. It, you have it's to admit. so delicious. It's very, it's got a <laughs> livery quality to it there. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and chicken livers are a common ingredient. I did not use them today, but I have made it with chicken livers before. There's a there's like a, a almost kind of dry quality to yeah. to ragu compared to um, a, a tomato sauce with meat. Yeah, it's not like a super saucy sauce. It, it's made to cling cling to the pasta like a child clings to its parent. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm a professional writer. I was thinking it was sort of more like the way, like a little bug clings to a clings to a, a reed, right? No, I was thinking of it more like the way when you, like, put your arm in like potting soil. <laughs> what potting? <laughs> I don't know. There's like a a dry, but no, that's not right. Your whole arm. <laughs> Why did you do that? Is this some sort of Have you ever gotten a splinter from potting soil? I've never, I I don't think I've ever touched potting soil. (laughs) Do I look like a plant person? Anyway, okay. But yeah, it's, there's a, uh, there's a dryness to it that I found surprising. It's not dry, but it's not wet. (laughs) (laughs) There must be a word for this. Oh, oh, like semi-dry? Um, this, this is like the, my use of double negatives. It's, it, it, I'm learning so much from the current administration in the White House. <laughs> anyway. Can um, you confirm or deny that you had contact with potting soil? I can neither confirm nor deny mm-hmm. that I've had contact with potting soil. Um, I've probably touched potting soil. I know, I, I know I've touched that, that florist's <laughs> foam, you know, the stuff oh, that like you, you put your thumb in and it doesn't spring back. Yeah. Like, oh, I kind of love touching that. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Probably if you go into a florist shop and you just ask for foam, they think you're weird. So. Have you ever put your whole arm in some bolognese? No. And but how it... did it cling to your arm? Did it cling to your arm the way a child clings to its parent? <laughs> <laughs> the way a yes. bug clings to a leaf. <laughs> to a reed. I Cl- know what it's like. It's like one of those tree frogs. Oh, yes. Wrapping its weird little fingers around a twig. But not one of the poisonous frogs. One of the delicious the, the, frogs. Oh, yeah. Tree frogs. Everybody eats tree frogs. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I don't eat tree frogs. Wait, do people eat tree frogs? I don't think so, but I don't know. I Maybe. don't know either. Maybe. Um, That's cool. So, I mean, yeah, if that's if that's your thing, you know, we're not going to yuck your yum. Is that what you said once? No, I think you said that. Really? Yeah, I, okay. that sounds like something you would say. Okay. Anyway, bolognese is a northern Italian meat sauce, um, as opposed to southern Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, comes from the the town called Bologna, I would assume. Are there any meat sauces that are not northern but not southern? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it comes from the town of Bologna. Okay. Um, God, I've always wanted to go to Bologna. I know. And, um, is Bologna in the Piedmont region? Mm, or is the Piedmont region no, just it's sort in, of near uh, there? No, it's in Emilia-Romagna. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to go to that area. The food is just supposed to be so good there. Oh, God. Lynn Rosetta Casper would be so proud of us for getting she that really, right. She really would. Um, I think, what's the city in Piedmont? Is it Milan? Don't let's not let's not go down this road. Nothing nothing good can is come Turin of this. It's possible in Piedmont. It's definitely possible because that is in Italy. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so um, so does does Bolognese typically have meat? I mean, <laughs> does, it does a, does a does meat it, sauce? Does it have tomato? It seems um, like it, it usually has a little tomato, and it could be tomato paste. It can be a little like uh, I used whole canned tomatoes that I pureed. Okay. Okay, um, but it's it's much less than like a meat sauce with much or a tomato less. sauce with meat in it. Yeah, because I used like one can of tomatoes for a big old pot of of sauce. One small can or one like twenty eight. One twenty eight ounce can. Okay, that's still not. You a can ton. definitely get away with less. Yeah. Um, so and and is there a typical type of pasta that it is served with? Yes, tagliatelle. Which, which is is that what we had today? No, no we had fettuccine today. Oh, that's no. the wide noodles. It's not. Pappardelle is the wide noodles. Tagliatelle is a little <laughs> thinner than fettuccine. I resign. <laughs> um, it's so it's yeah, it's not it's not spaghetti and it's not fettuccine. It's somewhere in the middle there. How does it compare to linguine? Oh, it's a little wider than linguine, I think. So it goes like sp- spaghetti, which well, is. We'll start a- with vermicelli. Okay, vermicelli. Uh huh. Spaghetti is is thin ca- spaghetti? is capellini the same as vermicelli? I don't know. But anyway, uh, well, and then there's like tiarine, which think, is the the, oh, right. the Piedmontese oh, thin yeah. thin eggy pasta. I think I think probably we would have been better off if I just kept coughing through this whole episode <laughs> rather than saying false things about Italian food. I think you're right. Okay, let's get away from pastas, which we don't know enough about, and into bolognese, Some which we also don't like know enough tube about. Tube shaped, like a bucatini. Isn't that called uh, like a guitar string or something? That's that uh, what it's uh, uh, pasta alla chitarra. Oh, like the kind that's kind of square in cross section. Oh, it's I don't cut, know if I know that because it's cut on like a like a thing that looks like a guitar that's that's got a bunch oh, of strings. That's cool. that, yeah, that you Man, smush the cool. the sheet of pasta through and it turns into noodles. Cool. Yeah, I know. I know a little bit about some things. Is about the best you're going to get out of me. Cool. Today's episode of Spilled Milk is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, you've probably heard of Squarespace. I've heard of Squarespace. I built a Squarespace website for myself, and it looks good. <laughs> it's called MatthewJumphorse.com, right? <laughs> That's throwback, right. Throwback to an old ad. Uh, yeah, a callback to a previous <laughs> ad. That's a thing we're doing now? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's my um, uh, imaginary website uh, where I learned to show jump horses, a thing that I think Molly actually did. <laughs> yep. But if I wanted to make that website, it would be just as easy as the website I did make, which took me a couple of hours to make a full featured website with like a page for each of my books, which I've written too many of, uh, you know, an about yeah, the author stop page. Stop it already. God. Um, I, I added a, a contact form to my website and an events calendar. How each can, of those things took like a minute. Hey, how can people find this website? Well, I mean, they can find my website at MatthewAmsterBurton.com, but more to the point, they can find <laughs> Squarespace's website at Squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off their first purchase. Hey, and if you purchase an annual plan, you get a free free domain. So that's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED, S-P-I-L-L-E-D. 
so tell me about the recipe you made today because I've made so I've made two different bolognese. Let's hear it. I have made Louisa Weiss's from her book uh, My Berlin Kitchen. It was delicious, but it just didn't quite like there was just something that I I was still looking for. Yeah. So then I made Marcella Hazan's from like, the Essentials like the U2 of song? Classic Italian Cooking. And I didn't feel strongly about Marcella Hazan's either. In fact, I think I liked Louisa Weiss's better. But both of them, I now realize, were much more tomatoey than the one you made here today. And the yeah. one you made today, I think, is the best bolognese I've had outside a restaurant. And I got to say, this is the best one I've made. And it's I stole things from two different recipes and kind of combined some techniques. Okay. So... Should, should we walk through it? Let's walk through it. Okay, so... Can, um, can I take my shoes off and walk through it? You can take your shoes off and can walk through the coals. Can I put my arms coals. in it? <laughs> yes, you can put one arm... We're playing uh, Bolognese Twister now, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> put, your, put your arm on the red tomato <laughs> and... Um, every, and then there's a whole bunch of brown meat. Uh, there's some green celery in it, a oh, little bit of that. Oh, great. Yeah, so so left leg green, Okay. right foot. What, what what body parts do they have in Would Twister? Would you just tell me about the Bolognese? I will tell you about it if you promise we can get back to Twister in a minute, because I th- feel like I have some more questions about Twister. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, so I the recipes I started from were the one from uh, Cook's Illustrated uh, maybe like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and Kenji Lopez-Alts from Serious Eats, which I think is also in his book, The Food Lab, uh, from a couple years ago. And... Ken, so I, I went in intending to make Kenji's recipe, which I've made before and is great. But then I started making the ingredient, like the shopping list for it. And once I got to like ingredient number 15, I'm like, I just can't handle this today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, because his it's, it is so packed with flavor, it's uh, it's almost embarrassing. Um, there's, you know, it's got ground <laughs> uh, pork, beef and lamb. It's got pureed chicken livers. It's got all kinds of umami sources. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's way over the top. And it's okay. great. I've okay. made it. And uh, it, the recipe makes a large amount. I recommend it. Is it better than the one we had today? I don't think it is. Because the one we had today was awesome. Um, this is the one I will be making from here on out for okay. sure. So so tell me. More. So the Cook's Illustrated recipe is much simpler. It's just got, I mean, the whole thing I think is less than 10 ingredients. It's got mirepoix. Uh, it's got, um, is that, is that like a word that we shouldn't be using on the show? I felt bad when I said it. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty, like it, it, it's a, I mean, I gotta say we're, this is a comedy show and I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and I do hear the word mirepoix coming up more often than not. <laughs> yeah. Then let's keep using it. I mean, so it has carrots in it as well. On, on improv for humans. They're always doing improvs <laughs> off the word mirepoix suggested on Twitter. Um, it's got, okay. So it's got, uh, carrot, uh, onion, celery, minced carrot, onion, and celery. Uh, it's got, um, pork, beef, and veal. Um, it's got milk, which milk is a key ingredient in Mm -hmm. in bolognese, white wine. You Mm -hmm. can also use red wine. It doesn't really make that much difference. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and a small amount of canned tomato. Wow. And yet, so all of those ingredients uh, uh, also appear, for instance, in the Louisa Weiss recipe. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess she uses much more tomato. I think she uses red wine maybe. And I, I guess hers also doesn't cook as long as yours. She said, so she said minimum three hours, a little better, five hours, ideally, I think like seven hours. Uh, mine cooks much less than that. Really? How long does yours cook? It went for like three and a half hours. I mean, I, that's not I less maybe than exact. Maybe Louisa didn't say seven hours. Maybe, maybe she, she said, said five hours. Three days. <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> she said three weeks. When did she when did she post this recipe? Because is it, is it possible it's still cooking? Is this one of those uh, um, one of those legendary uh, apocryphal foods that like you know we've I been think, having it on the we've had said, it on the burner on the back of the stove for said. fifty years? I think years. she said minimum three hours, ideally five hours. Okay. I think that's what she said. But it really doesn't get this um, deep like um, sort of impossible to put one's finger on meat flavor that yours gets um and i okay well let's let's go through what i did differently like combining the the two recipes so i started with the very simple cook's recipe and i added pancetta because i figured that can't be bad um so i started a little pan uh rendered fat from a little pancetta okay. and before uh, before adding oh butter goes in also did you keep the pancetta in there or did you just get the fat from uh, it? i threw it back in at some point okay i took it out before i sauteed the vegetables um in the in the cook's recipe which which i followed you um you put the milk in um and uh and boil it down to basically nothing and then you do the same with the wine before oh, adding the tomatoes okay, okay um I let's see what else did I do differently. I baked it in the oven uncovered, so it gets like some a little browning on top, and you stir it when oh, you stir it occasionally. So the meat gets a little more browned. Did you get that idea from Kenji? I did get that idea from Kenji. That's okay. one of his key innovations, and that's really it. I added a little MSG because why not? Yeah. Um, and he Kenji uses fish sauce. Okay. Um, and uh, that's really basically it. It's it's very simple. Oh, and I I used half pork, half uh, beef. I did not use veal. Oh, will you write this up on the old, the old website? I put in some gelatin, which Kenji also does. Okay. And did you like bloom it or whatever in water first? You, have to, you do have to do that. Yeah, I bloomed it on top of the milk. Okay. Before I put the milk in. Okay. Which is, it's kind of cool. You sprinkle, you sprinkle this powder on and like, it looks like nothing's happening, but then it starts to seep in. It's gross, but it's And then you get great. like meat, ge- I mean, milk jelly. Then you get milk jelly. Yeah. That's so gross. Yeah, if I had, if I had just refrigerated the milk, it would have turned into milk jelly. That's so gross. I don't know. I think it sounds kind of good. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> anyway, okay, will you put this recipe, will you like quantify these things? I will quantify and put these it, things. Put it on the, the old website? Yeah, and it makes a bunch. So I made lasagna with it last night. I made pasta with it for lunch today, and there's still plenty Your left. Your lasagna tastes so legit. It's like so, <laughs> it's so much less. It's not tomato-y. It's got this incredible dark deep meat flavor. Yeah, well that's that's why the recipe is called legit lasagna. Never mind. <laughs> legit lasagna. <laughs> lasagna. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to name my next dog. La- lasagna? <laughs> it does sound like a good name for a dog. In an homage to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, lasagna. <laughs> You are just the most beautiful dog I've ever seen. This is my impression of Molly. Pretty good, right? (laughs) Um, I was telling Matthew before we started recording today about, like, I was realizing today, like, how... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, listeners, I'm host Matthew here. I don't know what's happening to Molly. I'm not sure if she's going to start crying again. <laughs> I don't know what she's laughing at. I don't know. Okay. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, God. I just have an excess of emotionally. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say like an excess of, of like head fluids. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was thinking about how you love your dog. I think that's what, what prompted this uh, emotional outburst. And I can understand that. I mean, look at this dog. Because, I mean, 
Oh, wait. There's a dog next to me. My cat's pretty good, too. I mean, she's very affectionate in that sometimes she'll, like, stay on my lap for upwards of 45 seconds before trying to bite me. Okay. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, well, I mean, it's it's like when I was coughing earlier, only with your eyes. <laughs> Did you get did you get meat in your eye? <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Okay. So um, so oof. Okay. Okay, so and in in England they have they have like spag bowl or spaghetti bolognese uh-huh. um which uh, I think is more of like a meat uh a tomato, tomato sauce, sauce with, with meat. meat. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh which which is certainly good. I mean, I would never turn down a tomato sauce with meat, right? I'm going to stop crying okay. during this show. <laughs> I really don't know what emotion I'm feeling right now, but I'm just trying to get it out. Okay. Yeah, let it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to cut this out this time. (laughs) Okay. Take your time. So I don't really have anything else to say about Bolognese. Um, I don't think I really do either, except like if you you like a meaty sauce and you haven't made it, go make it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. How much did this make? Was it like... So you said it was enough to do lasagna and like then also full pasta. Sheet, and- like a full Pyrex pan of lasagna. Um, we had we had some on pasta, and there's there's enough left for like at least another whole meal for my family. Probably oh, more than that. That is wonderful. It's wonderful. That is wonderful. One more thing I forgot to say. Well, I, I really like combined a lot of things from these two recipes because the other thing is um, at the end I like emulsify some of the fat back in by putting in a little bit of cream and Parmesan cheese into the sauce. Oh, so the fat had floated free. Yeah, the fat kind of floats to the top, which is it's not unpleasant to eat, but uh, to it, it clings to the sauce. It clings to the sauce. It clings to the pasta more if you if you emulsify the fat in. Ah, okay. And so you did that by adding a little bit more fat. Uh, yeah, a little cream and and cheese, which both probably have some kind of natural emulsifier in them. Gosh, that didn't occur to me. It didn't occur to me either. It's from the Kenji recipe. Oh, that's really, really interesting. You stir a little Kenji in there. God, sometimes I actually learn things from this show. It's weird. Yes, but usually they're things that we stole from Cooks Illustrated or Kenji Lopez off. Yes, that's uh, true. Almost exclusively. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we learn things from listeners. Sometimes we do. Can you think of any examples? I can't. Uh, I mean, we we learn a lot when we receive a box of things we've never tasted before. That's cool. Which happens I, yeah, sometimes. we do. We, yeah, we do learn a you lot. You can learn then. a lot from a box. Okay. Depending what's in the box. Great. You uh, probably so, can't learn a lot from an empty box, but maybe. Okay. Because that's where imagination lives. So you wanted to talk <laughs> so about an. App. You want you want us to get to finish the show as soon as possible. Yes. <laughs> um, we are now on the Laughable app, which I didn't know about until recently, and is a uh, an app that is purely devoted to comedy podcasts. Um, and Whoa, so, and we're on it? Yeah, we're on we're it. We're like a real comedy podcast? Yes, like we're Other on... people consider us to be a comedy podcast. It's not just us? Yes, the guy who made the Laughable app. Oh my gosh, thanks, um, guy who made the Laughable app. So um, what this app does is it, it uh, you know, it's a podcast uh, searching and listening app that is exclusively devoted to comedy shows. And, you know, what makes that any better than, than using the Apple Podcasts app or whatever? The answer is you can search for uh, your favorite podcast podcast 
host or uh, guest and see like every show that they've been on, including their own show. So like we were recently on One Bad Mother. So like if you search for us, you'll you'll find our show, but you'll also find us on guesting on One Bad Mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you if you have like a favorite comedian who appears on a bunch of shows, now you can find like all of the episodes they've appeared on and binge that comedian. I really am really enjoying it. Wow, that's so cool. So uh, it's uh, it's on on the app store. It's called Laughable. Cool. That's all there is to it. Hot tip. Uh, you can find us online uh, also at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we will post my hybrid bolognese recipe stolen from two of my favorite sources. I can't wait. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, mm-hmm. um, where... Uh, I don't know. You can you can correct all of the things that we got wrong about Italy. Yes, perfect, perfect. Would you tell us where Turin or <laughs> Torino actually is? If only there was some other way to find this information. <laughs> and also, hey, I would love to know: Does your home state have a particularly great state meal? Oh, I was going to ask. You let that. us know. Do we even know? Washington doesn't have a state meal. It I doesn't. Mean, I, no, really. Are I mean, you it, sure? I'm pretty well. Now that you say that, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think every state does. I think our listeners does, can but I think, let us know oh, about Oh, for sure. This. Our listeners are very proud. Of their state meals. Of their state meals. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of I think every state has a state bird. Yeah. Not not all of them can be as, as flashy and fun to say as the Oklahoma state bird. Mm-hmm. Ours is probably like some sort of. Ours is, I think, the bald eagle. The Washington, Washington state is the bald eagle? That's possible. I, Could, I thought so. I know our state flower is the rhododendron. Okay. I was going to say some kind of warbler, but I don't even though if that's a bird that lives here. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm going to Google it after the show is over. Great. So, our, Hey, so- do any of you have really cool state birds? Hey, does any state have the great blue heron? Because I oh, really like so great, great blue herons. They are so majestic. I feel like I would like it even more if it didn't have great in its name. If it were just the, the blue heron and then you were like, wow, that bird is so great. Yes, because you would say that. I mean, that's obviously how it got the name, because that's a fantastic bird. It One is of, such a great it, bird. Definitely in my top five birds. It's like in my top three birds. It wow. might be like my top two, really. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fine, fine bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, Molly, never let me talk about Twister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm the great Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> Oh, that is the worst feeling. It was a, oh, yeah. I'm sure it was a meat nugget. Yeah, it's a meat nugget. I love you, Alice. <laughs> I'm so glad the recorder caught me saying that. <laughs> I only say it like 85 times a day. Sure. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.